looking at the issue of prayer tonight. As you know, we've looked at uh, having an unshakable faith, having unshakable courage, and really, um, prayer is kind of the beginning point of having an unshakable courage. Uh, the story is told of two young men that were uh, in an argument, uh, kind of like maybe the disciples were of which one was going to be the greatest, you know, who was the greatest. But these two were arguing of, of which one was the smartest and who had the most knowledge. And uh, one of them said to the other, well, if you're so smart and so religious, I'll give you $10 if you can quote the Lord's Prayer right now to me without looking. The other guy was like, oh, this is going to be the easiest $10 I've ever made. And he said, okay. He said, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. And he felt pretty good about himself. And the other guy, oh, brother, reached in his pocket, pulled out a $10 bill and said, I didn't think you could do it. Well, turn to Luke chapter 11. It is uh, Luke's account of the Lord's Prayer, a little bit different than than that account there that we have seen. Um, but the uh, we refer to it as the Lord's Prayer, or uh, some have called it the Disciples' Prayer, or uh, the Lord's Model of Prayer. Uh, Billy Graham was quoted as saying, uh, the only time that my prayers are not answered is when I'm on the golf course. <laughs> Any of you that have golfed uh, maybe could testify to that. Uh, Luke chapter 11 and verse 1, it says, Now it came to pass that he, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, that one of dis, his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. So he said to them, When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let's pray. Heavenly fathers, we come before you tonight. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the privilege of coming to you in prayer. Lord, uh, as we are so often reminded our, our need of prayer, I pray tonight that our hearts might be encouraged to, uh, to seek after you all the more, uh, that no matter our stage of life, our stage of our prayer life, that we would be encouraged and challenged to, uh, to seek after you even more. Lord, I thank you that we have uh, the awesome privilege and responsibility to come before you. And I pray that you would just guide our time now in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, prayer sometimes is a difficult thing in the sense of prayer can be very challenging uh, from a couple of different standpoints, mainly because uh, there is an enemy that wants to keep us from praying. But sometimes prayer can be challenging from the standpoint of not knowing what to pray, uh, being maybe stuck in our prayer life of, I feel like I'm just repeating the same thing over and over again. And uh, maybe you've even had the thought of, well, God, God's will is going to be done. Uh, is God's will based on my praying for this? Or 
why, why do I need to pray for this? Or maybe you just say, I don't even know where to begin in my prayer. Um, I feel overwhelmed. And so as we look at this passage and look at the subject of prayer, I hope your attitude and all of our hearts tonight are saying, Lord, teach me to pray. No matter if you say my prayer life is non-existent or you say right now I feel like I, I have a close walk with the Lord uh, in prayer. May your heart be saying, Lord, teach me to pray. How can mine be strengthened even more? I want to begin tonight reasons to pray. Uh, reasons why we ought to be praying. And the first reason that I think that we need to look at is as a step of obedience to God. There are so many different passages that we could look at. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5 gives us the simple command of pray without ceasing um, or having a, a heart or an attitude of prayer. Um, this passage, after this manner, we ought to be praying. Um, and one of the key reasons why you and I ought to uh, have a vibrant prayer life is simply out of a matter of obedience of, Lord, maybe I am struggling in prayer right now. Maybe I don't know what to ask. But out of a step of obedience, I'm coming to you in prayer. I'm pouring my heart out before you. Um, in Romans chapter 12, it talks about being joyful in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfast in prayer or faithful in prayer. Have you ever had a time in your life where it was difficult to pray? Maybe you would even, if we were being honest, you say, man, I didn't even feel like praying. I was just battling so much as like, I don't... I don't even know where to begin. I just don't even feel like praying. And you you uh, feel guilty for even saying that. So tonight, I, it's my, my heart and my goal is to encourage us in prayer, but not to guilt us in prayer. We need to be encouraged to, to step up, not, oh, I know I should be doing better. You know, I, as a teenager, I remember, and we've asked the teens at different times, you know, how are you doing in your Bible reading? How are you doing in prayer? Well, not as good as I as I could be, you know. That's kind of our common answer is, how are, how is your prayer life? Well, it's not as good as it could be. But I want to encourage us in prayer that out of a matter of obedience, we ought to be much in prayer. Um, in First Timothy 2 and verse 1, he says, I urge then, first of all, that supplication, prayer, and intercession be made for all men, uh, that we ought to be praying for all men. It's a prayer is an act of obedience. God calls you and I to pray. And if we want to be obedient to him, we must respond. But then we see another reason to pray is to follow the example of Jesus. And we see here, he gave us a very clear examples of him taking the time to get away alone by himself to spend time in prayer. One of the greatest examples of that is where he went to the garden and we're familiar with him saying, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. Um, and an attitude of prayer of submission of saying, God, I'm surrendering to your will. Uh, 
And we could say, well, why did why did Jesus need to pray? Why did Jesus pray um, being God in the flesh? And I believe one of the examples or one of the reasons for his prayer life was to give us an example to follow. But also he was God and he was man at the same time. So communion with the father. It was all about fellowshipping with the father. Uh, too often, I think we look at prayer as what well, my life's going pretty good right now. So my prayer life has dwindled, you know, uh, I'm not needing anything great right now. So uh, my prayer life. No, prayer is about communion with the father. And that's uh, what we're looking at. Jesus gave us the example to follow. He uh, got alone by himself. Uh, for some of you, it may be easy to get alone by yourself to pray. Maybe you say, I live by myself. It's easy to get alone. But are you getting alone with the Father? Maybe some of you say, man, it's hard to find a quiet place to get alone with God. But following the example that Jesus gave us, make that a priority in your life. But the, the point of that, a reason to pray, is to be in fellowship with God. Prayer allows us to worship and to praise the Lord. Uh, it's so much more than just taking our needs before him. Someone that you really love, that you care about, you enjoy communion or fellowship with them. It's not, oh, have you called someone? Oh, I haven't talked to them in forever. I guess I should probably give them a call. No, it's a, man, I want to be in fellowship with them. We, we talk that what we have in Christ is not a religion, but it is a relationship. But are you treating your prayer life as a religion and not as a relationship or as uh, a, a blessing over and, and we fer- referred to or we, uh, we looked in Ecclesiastes earlier about don't barter with God. And sometimes we do that in our prayer of like, oh, I haven't prayed over this yet as like a uh, uh, sprinkle some blessing on it. No. Is it about a relationship, about fellowshipping with the Father? The story is told of Abraham Lincoln, uh, who was busy with appointments, and um, you can see how this would never happen today, but a, a elderly woman came uh, and said that she wanted to meet with the president, uh, didn't have any official business, uh, but President Lincoln made time out of his schedule uh, to meet with her. And as she entered the, his office, he arose and greeted her and, and asked her, uh, how could I be of service to you? The lady replied, she said, I've not come to ask a favor. Uh, I don't need anything. She said, I heard somewhere that you have a certain kind of cookie that you really like. I'm guessing it was a chocolate chip cookie or maybe a monster cookie, but but the story doesn't tell us. Um, she said, I heard you had a favorite kind of cookie and I baked some and I wanted to bring some to you for your office with tears in his eyes. The president said, you are the first person that has come into my office, not asking for something, not expecting anything, but rather bringing a gift. He said, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. As I read that story, I wondered Does God feel the same way about your prayer and mine? 
You come to me asking, 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 and he cares about our needs. But do we come with moments of joy in our life, of just adoration and praise and rejoicing in him? And, Lord, I'm not coming because I need something today. I'm just coming because I have a gift to lay before you, to say thank you for what you have done. Another reason to to pray, to have victory. You and I cannot have victory in this life if we are not remaining steadfast in prayer. In Luke chapter 11, uh, in verse 4 that we read, it said, Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And it says, Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. The prayer of, Lord, deliver us from the evil one. On a, if, if you don't realize this, uh, then you're probably already defeated. But daily you are facing temptation that you cannot have victory over apart from being walking in the Spirit, as we heard this morning. And walking in the Spirit is fellowshipping with God in prayer. So if you say, man, I can't get victory over this, you're not either walking in the Spirit or you're, you're not having taking your request to God. God has given us victory if we will apply it, apply the things that he's given. But prayer also has a way of helping us stay humble before the Lord. A lack of prayer in my life is saying, Lord, I got this. I can handle this. Uh, I don't need your help here. I, I think I have this one under control. Um, if you've been around young kids, uh, when they can start to walk and even sometimes before that, they, they're always trying to do stuff on their own, right? And sometimes they can handle it and other times not at all. But as a parent, sometimes you sit, okay, go ahead. And you're like, I know they can't do that. I know they're not going to be able to do that, but I'll let them try. And then when they need help, they'll be quick to ask for help. Coming to God in prayer is is acknowledging, Lord, I can't do this on my own. I am in desperate need of of you to help me today. First uh, Peter chapter five, we know, says God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. So a lack of prayer is really an issue of pride in our life of saying, Lord. I have this under control. I don't need your help. But then another reason to to pray is to grow closer to other believers, Uh, praying corporately together, Uh, praying for one another is one of the greatest ways to uh, to grow strong bonds as Christians. And I think that's part of the reason why Satan wants to keep us from praying together so much Uh, when we have prayer times. uh, Why? It's so difficult to show up to prayer times. Why is that? Satan wants to keep us from from growing in fellowship with one another, of not building those bonds in Jesus Christ. So if you want to have somebody that you're close to, begin to pray with them. That's why as couples, one of the greatest things that you can do as a couple is to be praying together, to be growing together in Christ. But then we also know that uh, prayer, one of the reasons for prayer is to meet our needs, our physical needs. Uh, God said that he will meet those, your emotional needs and your spiritual needs. 
Corey Tenboom said, any concern too small to be turned into a prayer is too small to be turned into a burden. That goes along with what we heard this morning about uh, there's nothing too small for the spirit to, to care about or to prompt you about. But think about that. Uh, anything that's too small for me to say, Lord, I'm going to bring it before you is too small for it to be a burden in my life. We uh, God desires to meet our needs through prayer. C.S. Lewis said God designed the human machine to run on himself. He himself is the fuel our spirits were designed to burn or the food our spirits were designed to feed on. There is no other. Now, we can try all sorts of different things for our spirits to run on, but it won't work. It wasn't the way that God intended. Our spirits were designed to fuel only on him and only in him do we find that. So prayer then. And we could look at more reasons why we ought to be going to the Lord in prayer. But I want to just quickly look through this passage of the Lord's Prayer, kind of stepping down through it. And the the model of prayer that Jesus gave us, he said, when you pray, say, our Father in heaven. We, uh, We don't think fully of God as our Father. Now, When we mention God as our father, uh, depending on your earthly father, that shapes drastically what your view of your heavenly father is. Not entirely, but it does shape it. You may say, my earthly father, that does not give me a good picture that I want to view God as my heavenly father. Maybe you say, I had a great dad, and, and that really helped me. But think of that of you went from being in rebellion to God, to now being able to call God your father. There are things that your children are able to ask of you that other kids are not able to ask because they're not your kids. If they came and asked you, you would look at them like, where's your parents at? Go, go ask your parents. Uh, your kids have special privileges because they are your kids. Uh, if you have kids in the in your house, there's things your children can get away with that if other kids attempted that, you'd be like, didn't their parents train them better? Right? Because they're your children. Now, we, God as our father, as a parent, do you get tired of your kids asking you for things? Maybe at times. Um, depending on the situation, but when they have a need that you know about and they come to you and they say, mom, dad, I need, I, I better be careful with that. Cause sometimes what they say, I need this. They don't really need it, but man, I, I, I do need this. I need help with this or whatever it might be as a good parent. You are quick to help them. And in Matthew 7, uh, Jesus said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your your children, how much more your father in heaven? So if if you know how to give good gifts, if your kids ask for a snack, you don't give them a rock to suck on. You don't say, here, maybe that'll maybe that'll help your appetite a little bit. 
if you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your heavenly father. So think about as a perfect heavenly father, God knows your needs. As a father, he cares deeply about you. And so why would you not go to him in prayer? But then he says, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Praising the name of the Lord or referring to holy is your name or perfect is your name. Uh, Our prayer life should be filled with praise to God. Your kingdom come. Jesus is saying, pray for the advancement of God's cause or God's kingdom. But also, as we pray for that, it also aligns our heart and our attitude with God's plan and God's will. So it's getting the focus off of us and on God and his plan, kind of giving us big picture. Instead of focusing on the small stuff, Lord, help me to see the big picture of what you're doing here. Then he goes on and he says, give us this day our daily bread. Um, I think of how we've been going over in Ecclesiastes of our of the daily manna, you know, and Lord, give us today what we are in need of this idea of daily dependence upon God. Most of us are not worried about our daily bread. We're not thinking about what are we going? Are we going to have something to eat? It might be. I hope it's something that I enjoy eating today, but we're not thinking about our daily food, but it's saying, Lord, help me to daily rely upon you. Give me today what I need. Now, if you say, Lord, give me today what I need, it might not be what you want. It might be um, God's teaching you some patience, but Lord, help me today to have what I need. And then he says, forgive us our debts or forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. The important part of confession. And it might be easy for us to praise the name of the Lord, to um, come before him as our father, to come before him seeking our daily needs. But when was the last time you went before God and confessed sins in your own life? Not sins in our country, but sins in your own life. That you said, Lord, show me areas in my life that I need to seek your forgiveness. Confession is an important part of prayer. And sin loses its power when it is exposed. So as we bring that and ask forgiveness, and then as we go to others that maybe we have offended, maybe we have done something against and seek forgiveness, God will give victory. So just a few things of some tips maybe to help us in our prayer. And you can add your own tips that you've discovered uh, to this. But first and foremost, set a time and a place. All the important things in your life that you care about, you make time for them. You find ways, uh, something that you're really passionate about. You are planning ahead of, okay, where can I create time in my schedule so that I'm able to do this? But with prayer, we often, oh, I, I forgot to do, I didn't spend much time in prayer today. Uh, I'll try to get to it tomorrow. Well, if you don't schedule it, it's not going to happen. Um, and, and Satan will make sure we have enough busyness in our life that it won't happen. So set a time and a place 
if you need to uh, get up before your household gets up or find a time and a place that works for you. Maybe you say, I've tried waking up early in the morning before my household gets up and I cannot stay awake. Um, maybe you need to maybe you need to uh, go outside for a few minutes. Uh, do what you need to do, but set a time and a place and then uh, use your Bible reading to help guide your prayer life. So as you're reading and, and God brings something to your attention, uh, maybe it's something new about God. Don't you? Oh, wow, that's that's neat. I haven't. No, go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, again, I'm reminded of your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Uh, you've been so faithful in my life. But let your Bible reading uh, go into your prayer life, too. Uh, so they're not Bible reading and prayer, two separate, but that they're flowing together. So as God speaks to you, go before him. But then don't get stuck in a rut. Change up your prayer places and positions. Meaning, maybe God wants you to pray kneeling. Maybe he wants you to pray laying on the ground. Maybe that's not a good idea if you're very tired, okay? Laying down, I think I'll try praying in my bed today. No, that's not a good idea. Uh, Maybe he wants to get up and and walk and pray. Uh, Try praying out loud. Uh, That's a good exercise to to do because uh, saying it out loud changes changes it in your heart and in your mind. Uh, you think about it a lot more clearly. So pray out loud as you as you pray. Uh, get outside and, and pray. But then uh, pray as soon as you hear a request. So as the column all comes in, don't say, oh, man, that's too bad that that happened. Uh, yeah, I wonder, I wonder how that happened to them. I mean, it's fine for you to feel compassion for them, but... Lead that into prayer. Pray for them. Stop right there. Stop what you're doing. I'm going to pray for them before I do anything else. But then uh, use reminders. What are ways that you can use reminders in your life? Um, whether it be sticky notes, uh, whether you have a chalkboard up in your house, a notebook. Um, I, uh, I just found recently, and so I'm not too familiar with it, but an app on your phone that's called Echo Prayer. Um, so there's prayer apps out there, and you may be like, why would I need a... But it will, it will remind you, um, you can put your prayer requests on there, and it will remind you, uh, you can set reminders to pray at this time, or pray for this person, and you can even send those, uh, if you have a prayer request, you can share those with people if you have their phone number. So... Uh, Use things to help you in your prayer life, but then record answers to prayer that you have. That is the biggest encouragement of being able to see, Lord, thank you for the answer to prayer here. Thank you for the answer to prayer here. I forgot about this one, but record your answers to prayer. And then if nothing else, just get busy praying. So don't... Well, I need to get the perfect plan. I need to find my my perfect spot. I need to get the perfect time. Just start. We can spend so much time worrying about, oh, am I do I have my list ready? I don't have the app on my phone yet. Just start praying. Uh Satan wants to keep us from praying. Uh I want to close with this quote from R.A. Tory. He said, When the devil sees a man or woman who really believes in prayer, who knows how to pray and who really does pray, 
And above all, when he sees a whole church on its face before God in prayer, he trembles as much as he ever did. For he knows that his day in that church or community is at an end. If you want to see the power of God at work, begin praying. Believe firmly in that God hears your prayer, that he will answer. And as a church, hopefully that is our prayer, that we want to see the power of God at work. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, To be able to call you, Father, to be able to come before your presence, Lord, give us a passion for prayer. Lord, as your apostles and disciples uh, asked, teach us to pray. Lord, teach us to pray. Humble us. Help us to see our need of you on a daily basis. Lord, I pray that you would show us our sinfulness. That we would keep short sin accounts with you. And that we would let the power of your word transform us. So that you could be glorified through the way that we live and through our church body. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.